0: We are going to spend some time talking about Jordan Love because we got our second glimpse of him on the field and Matt LaFleur was asked a number of questions about his development. So I want to dig into some of those comments. I think those are uh, maybe not, uh, you know, world changing for anybody, but it's going to be a story until Aaron Rodgers shows up to camp. This is going to be a story and it's an important story. Until that happens, because we, we just have to continue to function under the idea that Jordan Love is QB1, because right now at camp, he is QB1. Matt LaFleur did offer some information in that he doesn't have any information. And, and that in itself is, of course, useful because it is his way of saying, look, I don't know uh, what the situation is. He said as much. He said, I hope he's going to be here. He didn't say, I don't expect him to be here. Um, He certainly could have said that, um, but he didn't. Uh, Is that him covering for his player? It could be, or he may genuinely just not know and not want to speculate because of the player in question. We also uh, are going to spend some time talking about Amari Rogers today, although he has not made a splash in OTAs to date. I think these are important reps for him for a number of reasons. And then just going to finish up the show talking about Eric Stokes a little bit. So it is a, a young player heavy locked on Packers today, which I think is good because in a lot of ways, that is what OTAs is for. That is really the goal of what OTAs is all about. So let's start with Jordan Love and this discussion on where he is in his development. Matt LaFleur was asked in a number of different ways, a number of different times about his development. Here's what he said. He had limited a reps last
1: year and, and some of these plays that were asking him to go out there and execute, he may have ran only once or twice throughout the course of the preseason. So I just think there's a lot of learning going on right now. And um, we, we want to get it to a point where he's not out there thinking about his footwork. He's not thinking about the timing. He's just kind of, it, it's, it's, it's automatic. And he can go out there and focus on the little details of maybe some of the looks that the defense is presenting him with and then making, whether it's protection adjustments or whatever it may be, there's a lot that goes into that position. And so I think just every opportunity, every rep is is a rep to learn from. And I think he's, again, he, he's had a great attitude and he's really
0: attacking it the right way. He was asked again later about, you know, things that, that they're focusing on, things that they're working on and and he offered a little bit more detail on on how things have changed for Jordan Love.
1: Today was the first competitive period that we had with like a real pass rush and so that definitely throws some some extra variables into the mix. It's it's not that comfortable nice seven on seven where you you don't have any pressure and you're just trying to progress through your reads, haven't having the perfect footwork. Now you might have to avoid the rush a little bit, manipulate the pocket. And so I think there's just so much good learning that
0: goes on in those situations. There were also these questions about the check downs, and this is going to be something that we're going to watch here. And I, I want to, after we hear from Matt LaFleur, I want to, I want to talk a little bit more about what this means. But so, he was asked about the checkdowns and, and, you know, is this something that is concerning? Is he playing the way that they want him to play? Because there were a lot of checkdowns. It was a lot of five yard passes, um, you know, get the ball to the running backs. So Matt LaFleur um, had an answer for that. I want him to do whatever the read,
1: wherever the read takes him throughout his progression. You know, that one thing that we've really stressed on to him was reading with your feet and, you today was the first time that we've had um, a competitive period that wasn't seven on seven. So I think there was definitely some, some learning for everybody on the offensive side. Uh, It was, it was a little bit of a rough day for the offense, but, you know, typically this time of the year, I think that's pretty normal, uh, you know, just in terms of the defense is typically ahead of, ahead of your offense. And so, you know, we'll take a look at the tape and, um, but I think he's, he's really attacking it the right way. The focus is there, um, the work ethic, and, and just he, he's grinding away and trying to get a little bit better each and every day.
0: And then when it was brought up again, Matt LaFleur, uh, I, I think, took even greater detail and depth in explaining, look, this is, this is the process here and we're going through a process and this is what we're asking Jordan to do. And so it is creating this kind of outcome.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just what you're presenting presented from a a defensive perspective. And and certainly if the defense isn't going to let you throw it over their head, then you got to be willing to take those check downs. And I think sometimes if, if you're doing it a lot, a lot of quarterbacks might get frustrated and, and, and start to press. We just want them to read each play as its own entity And, and don't predetermine anything. Just, Read with your feet, go through your progression, and and ultimately get it, get the completion to who,
0: whoever the open guy is. So a couple of things on this. The first is none of the receivers are there. Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MVS, EQ, Devin Funches. Those guys are not there. And under normal circumstances, they would be your top five guys in all likelihood. Maybe throw Mario Rodgers in there. That's your top six. So you're throwing to what, Malik Taylor, Amari Rodgers, who's still learning the offense. And especially if you're going ones versus ones or even ones versus twos. How are you expected to get receivers open against those guys? Um, so that's part of this. The other part is, and, and I think Matt LaFleur did a great job of explaining it. This is a lot of not new stuff in that Jordan Love knows the, the, the playbook. He knows the concepts. But new in that he hasn't repped them very many times. I mean, once or twice in the preseason on some of these concepts that they're asking him to rep with the first team. Now that's first team offensive line, first team backs, first team tight ends. Again, the receivers not there. So that's a, that's a big ask. And and I think when Matt LaFleur says, look, um, we want it to become automatic with him so he can be thinking about checks and adjustments and, and what the defense is doing not what his responsibilities are that all comes from reps and that's why when we have these conversations about why OTA reps are important and why last offseason was a lost offseason this is what we mean because he didn't get those opportunities to just rep it to just commit it to muscle memory to just say okay on this play on this concept I don't have to think at all about what I'm doing I need to think about Everything that's going on around me are the guys in their right spots is the defense where I want them. And if they're not, how do I get them there? And if I can't get them there, what do I change the play to to get us in the best position to succeed? That's the stuff. And we talked about this last week, right? With the, with the stuff that Aaron Rodgers can do that, that, that Jordan Love can't do yet or likely can't do. Now, he did at OTAs yesterday. Hard count, get him to jump and create a free play. He, he is picking up some of this stuff from Rodgers. And remember, Aaron Rodgers got a lot of stuff from Brett Favre. He would see him do off-platform crazy stuff, break the pocket and make throws on the run, and designed drills. This is true. Designed drills to turn what Favre did with natural ability and playmaking and instincts and say, I'm going to turn this into a skill. I'm going to Steph Curry this and say, okay, 30 footers are now a skill. It's not just a thing that because I have natural shooting touch, I can do. I'm going to rep it and it's going to become a thing that I can do, a skill that I have. And, and you need reps. You need the reps. And Jordan Love has just not been able to get the reps. That's why this is essential to him. And, and you ask anybody even guys currently on the team. Hey, yeah, these these reps are crucial. And I thought what Matt LaFleur said um later in his press conference was really was really interesting. He said, you know, he was asked if um how he how he prepares differently knowing he doesn't have his Hall of Fame quarterback and Matt LaFleur said, you know, it, it's an interesting moment for us because we get to see plays. We need to see concepts. Do the concepts work? Not can our all-world quarterback make them work? But do these concepts actually fit our personnel? Is this actually how we should be running our offense? Does it actually fit those guys? Because you get to see it sort of stripped away. You get to see it more in a vacuum, not with this virtuoso under center who can, you know, magically create things and make it work. Or always make sure you're in the right play. And and then, you know, the play caller can never be wrong in those circumstances. Okay, well, then maybe you have all these plays and concepts that you don't need because they don't fit your team. When you don't have that at quarterback, you're getting those those opportunities to evaluate your football team differently. Now, is any of this to say you'd rather have that than Aaron Rodgers? No. No. Let's be unequivocal about that. You'd rather have Aaron Rodgers. But I do think it is positive. For the Packers, that someone like Matt LaFleur, who is in charge, is saying, we are taking these opportunities to evaluate our team differently. I mean, I, I, under the old regime, under Mike McCarthy, they'd be saying, nothing changes. We're just going to keep running the, the, the offense that we run. And they did that with Brett Hundley. They expected him to be Aaron Rodgers. And yeah, they upped the RPOs a little bit. But that was also when the RPO was a baby in the NFL, and they, they didn't really fully utilize Brett Hundley's skill set. They expected him to still drop back 30 times a game and make throws, and, and make throws from the pocket, and it was just not the way. I mean, I just think about what Brett Hundley would have done in this Matt LaFleur offense, and I'm not saying he would have been light years better. It just would have looked really different, and, and I think that that we can take at least some information away from from how the Packers are handling all of this and, and the information that they're trying to gain. Today's episode is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help make better financial decisions and now they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you can win cash reimbursement for debit purchases. When you use your credit karma money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Being financially smart does not usually reward you in such specific and immediate ways. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirement, no overdraft freeze and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs right now visit creditkarma.com/win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com/win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. Again, creditkarma.com/win money. No purchase necessary. occlusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking service provided by MB Bank Incorporated member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock auto buying car parts can be a major hassle you have to go to the store you have to have at least some idea of what you're looking for and i'll be honest i don't i don't know cars i don't understand how they work beyond i put the key in or i use my key fob i start the thing and i drive it that's all i know but guess what It is easy at rockauto.com, a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have a catalog that is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and they will not rip you off like other car parts dealers who charge up to twice as much for do-it-yourselfers versus professional auto Service people, go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, or truck, and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So you know we talk a lot about Jordan Love, and obviously we spent the whole top of the show talking about Jordan Love and the and the OTAs and the reps and all that that important stuff that he is getting from these reps. And it's the experience, it is the muscle memory, it's the the understanding of okay, I did this on this play, and I know now that it's this, or defenses can do this on this play. All that stuff is valuable. You put it in your computer bank of knowledge. With the top receivers gone, it's not just Jordan Love running with the ones, it's Amari Rogers. And Amari Rodgers running with the ones means he's not playing in the slot. He's not being Tyler Irvin. He's not playing the gadget role that we all assumed he would be playing when he was drafted. He's playing on the outside. And so far, he's not making any kind of huge impact. He's not dominating or anything like that. He's not standing out in unique ways. But the reps... The reps are important. And when we had his college coach on a few weeks ago, he talked about, look, Rogers is not just a slot guy. He can play on the outside. His ability as a route runner to get off press coverage, the quick feet, the run after catch ability. You look at what San Francisco does with someone like Debo Samuel. He's not a slot only receiver. And, and Rodgers is not quite as big as Debo. Debo is almost six feet tall, but he's still not a big receiver by any means. Now, Rodgers is, you know, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, in cleats. It's, it's a little different, but the skill sets are similar. The ability to win quickly with speed and quickness and and then the ability to to make plays after the catch win on a one cut in breaker and then go make a linebacker miss and you've got a big play or break a tackle of a corner and turn four yards into 14 yards. That's the skill set. And that ability to, to do a different kind of thing relative to the other receivers on this roster They know that he has that. They they saw it. That's why they drafted him. What he's getting a chance now to do is prove that he can do more than that. And and prove that he can do more than that with the ones. And yes, it's only the ones in name right now. But starting offensive linemen in the mix. Big Bob Tunyon is out there. Mercedes Lewis. Jay Sternberger. The top tight ends are all in the building. The top running backs are all in the building. The offensive line for the most part. You know, David Bakhtiari, the rehab is ahead of schedule, according to Matt LaFleur. But you got Billy Turner, you've got Lucas Patrick, you've got John Runyon Jr. Josh Myers is there. Ellen Jenkins was not at the part open to the media yesterday, um, but he was there last week. So th- this is this is important. These reps are important because you're building continuity, but also you're playing a different position than we think you're going to be playing in the regular season. Now, if you show well enough here, all of a sudden the coaches go, wait, He can do that. Oh, he can run that that blaze out from that that wide position. Oh, he can play the X. Oh, he can he can be solid up against the cornerback and win one on one without having to be schemed open. Then you go, wait, we really have something here. Now, we don't know that that's happening yet. And, you know, there, there haven't been the kind of sp- splash plays that say it, it can or, or is. But that's not the point. It's not the point. Because it's not about is he exploding in that role. It's about him saying to the coaches, look, I'm good enough to play here. Don't pigeonhole me. Don't assume that I can only do this one thing. Give me the opportunity to do more than that one thing, and I just might surprise you. And more than I just might surprise you, you've seen me do it. And once training camp comes and Devontae Adams is in the building, Al Lazard, MVS, EQ, Devin Funches, Amari Rogers would otherwise likely not be getting those outside receiver snaps. But guess what? Because he's doing it now, because he's showing now, if he can play well, he may earn the opportunity in training camp, in preseason, to say, hey, guys, I can do this. Hey, guys, give me the opportunity. Let me show you that I can be more than a slot receiver, more than a gadget type. And Randall Cobb played outside. I mean, it's not like he only played in the slot. In fact, as a rookie, Randall Cobb played some outside. They moved him around the formation. And it's not like this Packers team didn't see on tape that Amari Rodgers did that at Clemson because, of course, Amari Rodgers did that at Clemson. Now, doing it at Clemson is not doing it in the NFL. You have to prove it. So getting these reps now... Gives him a platform to say I can do more. Whether or not he takes and runs with that platform, no pun intended, is going to be up to him. It's going to be up to him. But but I think it's important that we recognize that that's what he has right now in front of him, and that the mandatory mini camps, that opportunity may have already passed him by if he didn't do enough at OTAs. You know, we'll learn. We'll learn. Once, once the, the guys have to be there, and maybe Devontae Adams doesn't show up anyway because he wants a new contract and deserves a new contract, but once we have the actual starting outside receivers in the building, if he's not getting those chances, hmm, then maybe he didn't do enough. We'll see. And we may not know until training camp for sure if there's there's really a genuine opportunity for him to earn those reps. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. Of course, the NBA playoffs. We've got the Stanley Cup playoffs. The U.S. Open in golf is around the corner. They're doing the French Open right now in Paris. So tons of sports for you to bet on. Do it all at BetOnline. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as the NBA, the NHL, they make their way through the playoffs. And, of course, baseball gets ready to do that. It's, it's right around the corner. I mean, it's June already, which means like it's it's trade deadline stuff. It's playoff push time. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. In a... Offseason of turmoil, at least the last couple of weeks for the Green Bay Packers. It is quite pleasant to report that, by all accounts, Eric Stokes has looked really good in OTAs. And it's not that he's making interceptions and he's flying around the ball and he's always doing that. But the speed is real. He is sticky In coverage, the length shows up, the explosiveness shows up. Now, again, these are receivers who are going to be cut in August, by and large. Some of them might get cut before the Packers even show up the training camp. But that sort of natural ability, you can just see it. Sometimes you can, you know, there are certain guys, you can just see it. And, and when you have the physical gifts that he does, that stuff can stand out. But you can also see when it doesn't translate. And I remember watching Jeff Janis early in his career. And I was going, this guy does not have a clue what to do there's no nuance in his game but man is he big strong and fast And I remember talking to my buddy and America's guest Jason Hershorn and just going can can they just run him on crossing routes, go routes and post routes just just like throw him in the game and let him figure it out And it's different in in an offensive system because you can do that. You can let Jeff Janis just run a go route to clear out. You can let Jeff Janis run a crossing route and hope that you can scheme him open and throw him the ball and he can make a play. Catching the ball for, for Jeff was also an issue at times. You can't really do that with the corner because if he's out there and he doesn't know where to be or he can't do the thing, you're, you're in trouble because offenses will find that guy. It is much easier to pick on that weakness The fact that the physical skills so far, and again, all of the caveats necessary apply. But so far, he looks like an NFL player. So far, he looks like an NFL player. And and that may seem like damning with faint praise. I don't think it is. But that is a good sign. Now, is he going to beat out Kevin King? Mm, Probably not. Could he beat out Josh Jackson? That'd be cool. That'd be cool. And I'm someone who is a Josh Jackson fan. But if you take someone in the first round and he can't beat out the the guy who has been unable to crack your, even your, your active roster late in the season when you have injuries at the position, you know, you, you want your first round pick to be able to do that. Do I, do I still hold out hope for Josh Jackson because I like the talent? Yeah. But, if Eric Stokes is cornerback three heading into the season, I'm not gonna be surprised. Now it would be and I'm talking about boundary corner because Shannon Sullivan looks like he's the star. Um, I think that is a solid spot for him. Shamar Jean Charles has made some plays in OTAs and you know, is is an intriguing player there. They they have some guys. I mean, this is a, a deep group right now of talented players. We need to see them produce on the field, and and I don't know that we can we can use that that T word with Kevin King anymore, because to me talent is unrealized potential. At a certain point, you either need to realize it, or we have to stop talking about your talent, because because at a certain point, either you're not that talented, or that talent is never going to be realized, and so it's not even worth talking about. And so. I, I still were, were a season away from that with Josh Jackson. <laughs> uh, but there are other guys. I, I still think Shannon Sullivan, there's talent there. There's playmaking talent there. Eric Stokes, major talent. Shamar Jean Charles, talent. And we know what Jerry Alexander has. We know what these safeties bring to the table. Do, do, I, do I understand why they were not more aggressive about bringing in another safety? Because Will Redmond has been such a, a, a sore spot when he's been asked to play. No, I don't get that. But at the cornerback position, there's a group of of diverse guys. We talked about this yesterday a little bit. And someone like Eric Stokes, why not? Why not? Imagine a secondary where you've got 4-2 Stokes and you've got low 4-3 Jair Alexander on the outside in a defense that is designed to not get beat deep. I mean, you're not giving up big plays. And now, if you're gonna force teams to check everything down, now of course you have to tackle. But now you're giving your your defensive ends, your your pass rushers in the middle. Kingsley Kiki, Kenny Clark, a chance to go hunt quarterbacks. And and that's the position that you want to be in. All right, we're gonna be back tomorrow. Have some fun. Send me your questions. Let's do a mailbag for Friday. Um we're not going to do it live, but we will do a live next week. Let, let's let's shoot for next week, um, uh, but but let's do q and A Q&A tomorrow. So send me your questions um, to the On Packers fan hotline. Send them to me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Send them to the podcast Twitter uh, at Locked On Packers. Um, of course, follow me on those places. Please um, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers. Check out Locked On today. Today's episode, of course, always brought to you by Locked On Today, my new show, all the sports, not just football, not just Packers, but all the sports, all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Check it out on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. And if you want to send a question to the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers.